have some hooting and hollering over here. We gonna make some noise. If you're ready to get in a little trouble, you came to the right place. One, two, three, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> Everyone outside and in between. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Uh, my, uh, I, fuck, how does it go? <laughs> <laughs> how does it go? We keep changing it and I keep forgetting. Also, things change. I just want to check up on my guy. Uh, my, uh, my guy. Are you okay? Your face is red. It has just became more red since talking. Are you all it's, right? It's it's so hot. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also it's hot so, here. If I could turn so, red, I would turn red. Yeah, it's so hot. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm just hot and stressed. Comparatively and to I, your chest, to your face, I was just like, yeah. is he okay? No, I Do I need it. to check? Yeah, no, I'm fine. No, I'm good. Here's the um, other thing about Elvis. Sam! Oh, come in, come in. Aaron, Aaron, oh, God. That's very funny. Um, uh, okay, uh, this is a very long conversation about movies and art and, and stuff, and I am one of your hosts and your producer, Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And uh, this week we watched the, the new Baz Luhrmann joint, uh, but first... How was your week, Andrew? It was. The thing is, it was a good week with with scary moments. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I ran for my life the other day because I thought there was a bomb, but it was just hooligans throwing fireworks around. Yeah, during Pride is also a weird time. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I hope it was like a fourteen year old kid because you're just stupid. And I hope it was someone. I hope it was someone. Like who was celebrating Pride and just kind of fucked up. <laughs> what? What? I can't like set out set off uh, bombs. <laughs> I can't set off uh, fireworks in the middle of a crowded place during daylight. That's gonna scare people. What people? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That happened. I went on a date. That was fun. Great. Um. Hung out with some friends. That was fun. Great. Doing comedy. I'm trying to think. There was something that I wanted to tell you on the podcast. Was it a funny story? Or a sad story? People love Jimmy Fallon. People really be crying over You said this last week. But people really be crying, though. People (laughs) really, really be putting their whole life the thing what I've learned and I've talked to some of my the coworkers, my coworkers, there it's everything's high stakes. This is the biggest moment of some people's lives to see Jimmy yeah. Fallon or to see Kim Kardashian or Taylor Swift, whatever. Pick yeah. your poison. Yeah. It's you're speaking to to usually children, and it's yeah. everything's high stakes. Everything is this is the biggest don't say don't say no. It's like I yeah. can't too many people are here there's a fire hazard <laughs> yeah there's a what's that that line i don't know why this is coming to my head that line from 17 again <laughs> would have never <laughs> the guessed look it. On, the look on andrew's face <laughs> 17 again with matthew perry and zach efron switching yeah. bodies or they don't switch bodies just matthew perry 
has the used whole, to be Zach Efron. Yeah, have the confidence to say, yeah, no, that's how I used to look like Zach Efron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, aged horribly. Yeah, but he says he says uh, like when you're a teenager, everything seems like it's going to be it's the end of the world. Yeah, like, yeah, not seeing Jimmy Fallon, the end of the world. Yeah, a lot of I think Kim Kardashian was one of the guests this week. We had a lot of Kim K fans. Mm. Uh, I yelled Team Kanye and I almost got chased out with with brooms and Oh, you should not have yelled that. That that's that makes sense. No, uh, I say Team Kanye with my full chest all the time. You really shouldn't. He's a bad dude. Nah, nah. Kardashians use black men, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a history. Kardashians of Kardashians are also shitty, but it doesn't mean that Kanye is not also shitty. Gossip, Everyone in the situation, just stop it. Everyone knows I'm a mother monster. I'm a few, few fucking hands in the concert. It's great. Anywho, how's your week? Uh, very stressful. Uh, I'm very stressed, and it's not going to stop until September. Basically, I'm I'm in this like weird space i'm like i'm having like i don't want to say like flashbacks but that's the best word i can come up with it's sort of flashbacks to like like stressful times of the academy oh yes or it's just like i'm like everything's about to get really stressful i'm not quite at the point where i'm like spending 12 hours a day doing stuff every day yeah but it's like a week away from that being true <laughs> I, I wish you I wish you luck, my it's, dude. Yeah, it's a lot. Just it's, remember to so, drink water. Remember to eat. Yeah. Remember to eat. Remember to eat. Yeah, oh, we all I forget did, to eat. I did forget to eat yesterday, so you know. Remember um, to eat. It's important. Yeah. To a granola bar, to a full course meal. Remember to yeah, eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So like. So what's all happening in the next little bit? I started a new job. So now I'm an assistant manager, uh, and it means that I'm also the manager for the beer tents and the bar during like all the festivals that Fringe does in the summer, including Found Fest and more, more importantly, the Edmonton Fringe Festival. So I'm getting ready for that in August. Yeah, I'm also running Found Fest, which is happening like not next weekend, but the weekend after. Yeah, uh, which is like a smaller theater festival that just happens here in Edmonton but I'm running the bar for that. My boss is going on vacation at the beginning of July for two weeks. So she's not going to be here during found fest or during anything else that's going on at the beginning of July, which means I'm getting ready to run found fest. And I'm also making sure that the cafe can run normally. Yeah. (laughs) And nothing goes wrong. So I have to do that. While also getting ready for Found Fest and running Found Fest, and also getting ready for Fringe in August. Also, we're like moving stuff around in my apartment or in my house because Aaron's partner is moving in and Ben moved out. So, oh, I didn't know this. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Ben moved out. Aaron's partner is moving in. So, they're going to take like my room and Ben's room, and I'm going to have Aaron's room. So we also have to move all my stuff and all of Aaron's stuff out of the respective rooms to get my stuff into Aaron's room. 
and we have to clean it. We can cut this part out, but where did Ben move to? Oh, like a block away, like across the street. Oh, okay, that's great. Where Where is yeah. he living? Why did he move? He moved in with his partner. Oh, okay. And, and their friend, just like literally across the street. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then um, Aaron's partner is moving, but to a different room. They're not going to live together. No, they are. They're going to take this room and kind of use Ben's old room as like a office. And then you're going to, and Aaron's room is bigger or smaller than your current room? Aaron's room is currently smaller than my current room, but it's bigger than Ben's room. Okay. It's the middle room. Okay. And since two people are living, you're Two people, yeah, two people are going to take the big room and the tiny room, and then I'm going to take the middle room. Okay. Cool. So that's happening. Also, the first week of July, I'm house-sitting for a friend of a friend to make sure that their house and their cat is okay while they're gone on a vacation. Okay. While I'm also moving stuff in my own house and also working a lot because my boss is on vacation. (laughs) Now, that last one, that's on you. You didn't have to take that. Or was it one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'll take it. What week after you said you'd take it? It was kind of one of those things where, where like my friend mentioned it and then I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then it was like the, I got like message, I got a message from the person they were like telling me all this stuff. And it was like, like, you know, if they're reaching out to a friend of a friend, it's kind of like, you're desperate for someone to do this. (laughs) I can do it. They're, they're paying me money. Of course. Of course. So they're paying me a bit of money, which is nice. I do need money. Um, so I'm doing that. My boss is on vacation. I'm running this. I'm also rehearsing for my show two or three times a week on top of all of that. And I'm still trying to have like a regular social life to keep myself sane. And I have this. And I have D&D and just so many things. Any games? <clears throat> Any games? Or are you on the back burner for games? Video games? Yeah, video games. I would love to play a video game right now, dude. Are there I any that you that. want to play? There's so many. Just no. I want to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to play Elden Ring again. I started a game called Blasphemous. That's really cool. Uh, I still want to play Apex. Uh, like, there's the, uh, uh, a game called Stray is coming out soon that I really want to play. Just, just remember, there's a day off soon, and all those names have your name. All those games have your name written on them. Yeah, September is gonna be great. September, <laughs> you'll have a day off. I hope. <laughs> any, any, uh, any uh, video game consoles at this house that you're sitting in? Uh, I think they have a PS4. All right. <laughs> but I have a PS5, so why would I go play a PS4 when I can play my PS5 at my house? It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I can't go back. <clears throat> I can't go back. So, yeah, everything's just weird and stressful. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Obi-Wan could have been better. Oh, yes. How was Obi-Wan? Uh, we're going to talk about this, right? people. Don't don't worry. But... Yeah, we're, eventually. Uh, Obi-Wan, I enjoyed it. Mainly because I have a soft spot for Obi-Wan specifically as a character. Like, when I was a kid, Obi-Wan was, like... The dude. My my dude. 
I didn't care about nobody else. I was like, Obi-Wan or bust. Obi-Wan or bust. Yeah. Uh, so seeing a whole show about him, I was like, okay, yeah, hell yeah. I love Ewan McGregor and I love Obi-Wan. So... Hello there. This is, this is great. Uh, but... It's not great. It's not a it's not a fantastic show. It's not saying anything. The editing's really bad. The music's really bad. Some of the writing is whack. <laughs> but some of it worked really well. I really liked like the final confrontation between Obi-Wan and Vader was really good. For the most part, there's like one thing that I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> we we can talk about it. Spoiler alerts for Obi-Wan. Uh, have you seen it? I watched the last episode and only the last episode. Because okay. I like Star Wars, but I do not love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, spoilers for Obi-Wan. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, yeah, in that last bit, their their fight I thought was really good. I, st- I wish that they stopped cutting away from it. I wanted to just kind of live mm-hmm. there and just, like, see the whole fight play out. Not see baby Luke run for his life. Yeah, I don't, like, we know Luke is fine. Like, there was no, like, there's, you're not building any tension there. By like cutting between these things and being like, what's going to happen? Like we know Owen's fine. We know Baru is fine. We know Luke is fine. (laughs) Like there's nothing to be worried about in this other situation. Um, So I just wanted to see Obi-Wan and Vader fight. And then the thing where Obi-Wan was like throwing rocks at Vader, like it was Avatar The Last Airbender, I thought was really stupid. (laughs) You you didn't kill me, Obi-Wan. I killed Anakin Skywalker. He said something like that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked their like that moment I think worked really well. Like, you know, you and and Hayden have really good chemistry together. Yeah. And so like that scene where they were like just talking, I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. Da-da, Star Wars is good. Da-da, da-da, yeah. <laughs> and the music was garbage. Even like, though Johnny did the theme, but it's just the Obi Wan theme. Like it's just it's just the same Obi Wan theme, and then everything else is is some other motherfucker, and it's not good. <laughs> like it's just not it's just not good. Did you know? Apparently, Justin told me this. He said that John Williams said, "I've done a score for everyone in the Star Wars universe except Obi Wan. I need to make a score for Benny." <laughs> he said those words. He said, "I need to make a score for Benny." That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It just, especially like that scene, like could have used some really impactful music, and it just like wasn't. Yeah. At all. Uh, I saw like an edit on Twitter that uh, someone edited that scene to take out the Avatar: The Last Airbender thing of the rocks and not cut away from it and just kind of do it. And they played uh, the duel of the fates. Yeah. As the song that was playing. And I was like, this is yes, do this. This is better. Do you think there will be a season two, especially with Qui-Gon showing up? Like probably, but I don't really want a season two. You'll watch it. Cause again, Obi-Wan's your guy. Cause Obi-Wan's my guy. I hear like, you, that's man. The, that's the problem. Like, I don't care about Boba Fett. I like. I don't care about. I don't care about nobody else. I care about Obi Wan. Ahsoka. I don't care about Ahsoka yet. I'm still watching Clone Wars, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will. 
maybe by the end of maybe by the end of this, I'll be like, actually, Ahsoka's the best. I remember falling in love with a new character. Ah, remember Zuko? Ah, dang. Yeah. <laughs> Speak like, yeah. oh, this poor kid. He's just trying. <laughs> He's just trying his best. <laughs> and sometimes life's hard. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a kid trying his best. Yeah, and sometimes life's hard. Sometimes life's hard. Elvis. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis is in the building. <laughs> uh, Baz, Baz Lerman's 2022 uh, uh, movie. Tied for first place. With a movie in its <laughs> fifth week, so take that for what you will. So, you know. Elvis. <laughs> I will say uh, one great news for movie box office. This is the first year since 2018 that five movies or four, I forget. But a lot of movies made more than $30 million. Which yeah, it's a, it's really cool. Awesome. Everything everywhere fucking kicks ass. Yeah, it's great. It had it, It's the biggest... Uh, it's A24's highest grossing movie. Yeah. By a lot now. By a lot, yeah. It, it kicked Hereditary's ass. Ugh. Uh, and I love Hereditary, but like... That was your other favorite everywhere. movie. <laughs> yeah, Everything Everywhere is like really good. Man, you really disrespected your other favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how good Everything Everywhere All at Once is. I tell everybody to see it. Like, I... like. Every person I meet, I'm like, seen everything everywhere? You've seen Great. it? Have you seen it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you gotta see it. It's so good. It's the best movie. Like, you're gonna love it. Like, it's so good. And like, I, I keep telling people, like, I don't want to overhype it. I don't. But it is also the best movie I've seen in years. So can it be overhyped is the question. I don't know if it can. It's like, it, it, it Invokes a lot of the... Did you watch the Patrick Williams video about RRR? No, I didn't. I'm actually seeing that later today. Oh, nice. Uh, the, his video is great. But he, he talks about like how epic and incredible that movie is. That it invites that sort of like, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen conversation. Yeah. Because the movie is so big and so like bombastic and ridiculous. That it's just like, you have to... In describing it, you have to match its bombasticness and that's kind of how i feel with everything everywhere where it's just like it's so good that i like i have to match the energy of love that that movie has that i gotta say 2022's elvis is the best movie i've ever seen (laughs) it's the greatest (laughs) it's a whole lifetime the music's good the editing's good i liked it i thought uh, uh, austin austin butler Austin Butler. Austin Butler is great. Tom Hanks tried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this real? Did you actually really? I like really it? liked it. This is real. I really okay. enjoyed it. I thought you were doing a bit because I thought this movie was no. dog shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, good movies yeah, that thought... Sam thinks are bad, or bad movies yeah, that Andrew thinks are good. Who are stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck in it forever. Uh, yeah, Elvis is a is a weird movie. It's okay. Overall thoughts for me right now. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in there that I think is like, yes, this is working. This is good. There is more stuff that I think is not working for it. That that is like the same stuff, but it's just like this is just 
it's an hour too long. It's like it's full of long. nonsense. It's just it's so ridiculous. But Austin Butler does a phenomenal job. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I loved a lot of stuff that was going on in this movie. I just think I I, I want to talk about biopics kind of later. Okay. This is like I've had I've had some new thoughts about biopics. Maybe not new thoughts. Maybe I've just thought more about them. Yeah, I just want to bring it up again. Uh, so yeah, I I ended up on the like what the fuck did I just watch side of of how ridiculous this movie was, and it seems that you ended up on the a, what the fuck did I just watch? In a month, I might be talking like Elvis. In a month, I might be yeah. walking. Hey, say we ready to do the podcast now? I think I'm ready to do the podcast. <laughs> Andrew, why are you talking like that? Well, I've always talked like this. I don't know what you talk about. <laughs> let's let's start this shit, dig right now, shall we? Um, <laughs> you want to hop into this cast? Do you want to say your overall thoughts? Oh, first, overall thoughts. Yeah, I really liked a lot of it. It is an hour too long. You, there's yeah. a moment where you think the movie ends, and then there's an hour left. Um, yeah, and also that last hour is slow i mean in comparison to the rest of the film it's watching paint dry it is yeah. slower but i really love that it allows both austin butler and elvis a moment to breathe a moment to be like oh remember why i was just this kid now i'm the biggest star on earth fell a little bit and came back and now i'm here oh this is yeah. scary like uh-oh there's a there's like a moment to breathe. I really really enjoy. I like the way this movie is plotted, not paced, but I like mm-hmm. the way it's plotted. Sure, uh, that makes sense. I, I like Elvis music. I guess I it was <laughs> they like obviously it's a movie. Obviously it's fictionalized a lot. He wasn't a saint who just loved black music. It was just like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just doing the music I love. Like there, there's, there's, there's more. He's not. He wasn't a saint, Mister Presley. But yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, the music was really good. I loved mixing the old music with the new music. I thought that was really fun and creative. Um, I had a. Blast. I really liked how they. They, 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 the Austin Butler did such a good job. Like I could not tell when it was Austin Butler singing and just an old Elvis recording. Yeah. Like it was wild at the end. I was just like, I was like either Austin Butler sang every song or every song was just an Elvis recording. And then it was half and half. And I was like, what the fuck? Did, what just happened? Yeah. It really puts Robbie Malik to shape. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, cast. Uh, we just there's really two people that we have to talk yeah, about. Yeah, right? I think for the most part everyone does well for what they're given. I think everyone does well. Yeah, I think Olivia Dejonge, Dejonge, I don't know how to say her last name. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she played Priscilla. Uh, I thought she did a, a good job. Um, uh, I always I I like seeing Cody Smith McPhee show up. Yeah. Uh, and um. That's the thing. Yeah. He's not black. Yeah. Yeah, that was, oh, that was something. That was something, wasn't it? He's not black. 
Oh, uh, I thought that was a great scene. Okay. Uh, and uh, I really like Calvin Harrison Jr. Ooh, who was uh, that? Who played, uh, he played B.B. King. Oh, yes. Um, but he was also Fred Hampton in Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, been, that's where he's from. Yeah, and he's been in a couple other things. Like, you, you saw Cyrano, right? Yes. Yeah, he's in Cyrano. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, like this guy. Yeah, he he's in, like, It Comes at Night. Um, yeah, I think he, I just think he's really good, and so I was like, "Ooh, hell yeah!" I I just like him. He's he's uh, you know, he's he's done a lot of stuff, but Is I'm he the I'm little boy. And it comes at night. He plays uh Travis, and it comes at night. Joel Edgerton and uh, Ruth Nega's son. Uh, he grew up, I, th- I guess. I think so. He was like, it looked like he was like fourteen in that movie. Now he looks like my age. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh, time is weird. Um, yeah. Uh, but I really like him, and I and I, and I really want to see him become, like, a very good character actor that, like, you know, ten years from now, we look back and be like, oh, right, he was an Elvis. Oh, my God. Yes. You know? I want. I, I think that's where this guy can go, because he's, he's so fucking good. Um, in just, like, his little pockets and everything and i'm like yeah i like this guy yeah now listen to this now listen to this (laughs) (laughs) um uh and then and then yeah our main two tom hanks and austin butler tom hanks sure tried real hard to do good didn't he and he's a good actor so it's not like you can be like tom hanks what happened he just he wanted to be kooky. He showed up and he said some lines and then he got a paycheck and he was fine with that. Now, I need to make sure y'all that is uh, okay with signing these papers. It, yeah, his accent was so weird. It was like Christopher Walken tried to do a Scottish accent, but not like, but like day of. He just showed up and said, what, yeah. Scottish? Okay, I'll try to talk like yeah. this uh it's so weird it's you're ta- he's taking like a like the like holland netherlands accent and mixing it with like a southern drawl and it's just this hey this doesn't work and when you listen to the guy cuz you you saw the movie that that's the yeah. guy was from eastern europe and tried to do a southern accent and yeah when you watch interviews with the real colonel he does sound like that but it, Tom, it doesn't sound like Tom Hanks, though. That's the thing. No, no, it's yeah. It's I, I, uh, we love Tom Hanks as like a general thing. We can all say that. I thought he was bad in this movie. Yeah, I thought it was just a bad performance. I was just like, I don't believe a word you're saying, Tom. You're showing up and you're getting put into this fat suit and you're and you're going home. You're wondering when you can get out of this fat suit. That's what I see in your yeah. eyes. That's what I see going on. You're like, I'm hot. It's hot. It's hot. I'm old. I was Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm done. Maybe I'm done. I was in the Robert trilogy. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need. I'm, I'm the Robert trilogy. Is me. I'm the titular Robert. I'm the titular Robert. <laughs> I was Woody. I was Woody. 
Remember that scene where Woody gets cleaned up in Toy Story 2? Yeah. Love that scene. That's a great scene. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks I thought was really bad. But Austin Butler was great. People kept saying star-turning role, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star-turning role! Star-turning role. He's so good. And, like, we really liked him in The Dead Don't Die. We liked him in uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, something dumber uh, than that. Hmm? I just quoted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. God, okay. shoot him, Tex! Tex! Uh, and yeah, he did He did great. He's also going to be in Dune Part 2. Yes, he is! Look up the character. Is, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm seeing it. It's on IMDb. He's going to play Fade Rautha. Ooh, Fade! That's uh, why I scream and... to my barber every two weeks. Fade Rautha! <laughs> uh... Uh, but I think I think he's going to be a really good Fade. I think that's a good good casting for Fade. Fade's a weird character, so that's it's a good choice. Uh, also, a fun fact that I just learned looking at his IMDb: apparently, this dude was on Ned De- Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Who was he? Was he Ned? He played, Zip- he played Zippy Brewster. Oh, that's great. Uh, and he was also on Zoe One Hundred and One. <laughs> Yeah, Lupita was telling me this. I was like, <laughs> who? Who? What? I remember these shows. Yeah, he was on two episodes of Hannah Montana. He was on one episode of iCarly. <laughs> and now, and he was on one episode of Wizards of Waverly Place. And now he's, and now he's Elvis. Do you ever so he, he was he was in Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. <laughs> the thing is, I think about these kids, and I'm like, so he bragged about that. Like people walked, he walked into the room, and people were like, "That's the guy from Ned's the Classified School Design." It's crazy. Yeah. Now he's yeah. Elvis. Now he's Elvis. Now even he must be like, "Dang, I really, I was stupid. I why." <laughs> I was a yeah. guest behind Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide, and I bullied no, the child a, because of it. No, he was a regular. He was in 41 episodes of Ned's Declassified oh, School Oh, oh, so Guide. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to put on a random episode. I'm going to try to find was, Elvis. He was in this, this fucking show. Think any of the cast members watched this movie? It's a day. Oh, probably. He's Elvis now. He's Elvis now. He does a really good job. That's the worst part. Yeah, and he was on like ten episodes of Zoe Zoe One Hundred One. Oh, so he was like in a season. He was must have been yeah a bad boyfriend. That's what I'm assuming. He was a, yeah. I don't know. And then he was also in Ruby and the Rockets. I don't also know for like one. ten episodes. I don't know. It was just another TV show that he was on a bunch of episodes of from that era. Um, but he is great. I really liked him in this. There's I was a little I was a little nervous watching it and seeing seeing the trailers. It seemed like I don't know. Like an imitation. The world yeah. is famous for Elvis impersonators. Yeah. I also was like in the trailers I was like, okay, we all could do an Elvis. Can you do an Elvis? I've been doing Elvis this whole time. You do an Elvis. I don't think I can. Do an Elvis, Elvis, Sam! Do an Elvis! Uh uh, what the fuck does he even... La- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to party out. Yeah. We're going to party out tonight. Uh, 
Yeah. I really, I was like you. I thought it was going to be an imitation, but his performance is so, like, real. It's a yeah. real person. It's it's the difference of an imitation and acting, impersonating yeah. and acting. Yeah, he did a he did a great job. Um, do you want to talk about the the many writers? Oh, how many writers? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, so Baz Luhrmann and Jeremy Donner Donner. Uh wrote the story together uh and then they both worked on the screenplay with sam brommel from l and craig pierce okay uh sam brommel uh wrote uh the get down i heard that was great uh, did you watch yeah. the get down uh i watched i think i can't remember an episode that was, or that two was, at least yeah, that was that was Academy Times. I don't remember a whole lot going on there. Um, oh, uh, Sam Brommel, Brommel was Baz Luhrmann's assistant on The Great Gatsby. Woo, started from the bottom, now we yeah! Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and then Craig Pierce, the other writer, uh, oh, like wrote Great Gatsby, wrote Romeo and Juliet uh, with Baz Luhrmann wrote Moulin Rouge, like, is Baz Luhrmann's guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the writers. The writing's, like, fine. It gets the job done. Yeah! I, I, I have a lot of issues, but... Do you think that's more with direction than writing? I think it's more with direction than writing, mainly because, like, Baz wrote and directed it so it's like it's kind of your fault Baz <laughs> you could have changed this I just my biggest issues are like the reason I end up on the more negative side of this is this feels like a very like everything in the kitchen sink sort of movie yes where it's like uh, what I also wanted to kind of mention with biopics is like I really like when biopics are are more focused on like one thing or like that that Steve Jobs one that we watch. Yeah. Where it's like you get to see three specific events. And that's it. You don't like womb you don't, to tomb. No, I don't need a womb to tomb. I just want like give me one thing. Even if you want to encapsulate an entire life, just pick one thing to be like, this is the thing we're going to look at and talk about through this person's whole life. So talk about Elvis's relationship with uh, black culture and black music and how that has like shaped his career and shaped his life and shaped modern music. They clearly want to talk about that by throwing in a Doja Cat song yeah. in the middle of the fucking movie. So it's like, okay, that's clearly something that you're thinking about. Okay. Then also you throw in, oh, his relationship with his manager. And was that like a good toxic, a good relationship or a toxic one? Where does that kind of end up? Oh, we're also going to talk about his relationship with his family, his wife and his daughter. Oh, we're also going to talk about his relationship with his parents. We're also going to talk about his relationship with uh, religion. We're also going to talk about his relationship with drugs. Like, it's just like, just pick one of these things, one or two of these things to really explore and get into the muck of. And I think, I think this could have been a better film for being more focused, but because it's such a buckshot across 
all these little tiny things across his life. You feel like nothing was truly explored well. Yeah, it's kind of like, like, they kind of toss up this, like, oh, he gets addicted to drugs that are, like, prescribed by this, like, doctor unknown that his manager hired. And, like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. Like, are we going to talk about that? No, it's just kind of there. Okay, cool. We're just kind of move. We're going to move right past it. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have one very touching scene with his daughter in the car and like when they're saying goodbye and that's it. That's the only time we get to see his relationship with his daughter. Like, it's like you get this one splash of all of the things without ever actually being like, okay, we're going to talk about this now. Now this is what the movie is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. Yeah. I, cause there's a part of me that agrees with you. And for the most part, I do agree that most biopics should it be womb to tomb? We live in a post walk hard era. We yeah. shouldn't have the kid discovers music. Kid is tried. Kid gets wildly successful. Kid gets addicted to drugs. Kid has to come back. Then kid dies tragically. That's yeah. That's all of them. That's every single one. It's Ray walk the line. Uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I saw the light. Uh, it's going to be the Prince Elvis. movie. It's going to be David Bowie's movie. Uh, the David Bowie one is a documentary. Whatever they make it with the, with yeah. it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the one that the one that I saw a trailer for That's is coming out. That's coming out this year. That looks kind of interesting. It does look interesting. Because it's a cool... I was like, yeah, a documentary is a much better way to look at someone's whole life. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I will say I like that for the most part, it's not consistent, but it is for the most part, it's told from the Colonel's perspective. It's told from one thing that I like about the movie, and I think even Tom Hanks said this in an interview. He said, I like a character that you know is wrong. You see him, but is tried for three hours, tried to convince himself that he is a good person. That he did the best. He brought the world Elvis. That's what he did. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that could have worked, but there was so many times where, like, there was, like, a big, long stretch with, like, no narration that when suddenly Tom Hanks' voice showed up again, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I was always, like, it always took me out of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Because I think because I thought Tom Hanks's performance was so bad that I was like, oh, and now I don't believe anything that's happening. Yeah. And now we're back in a scene where Austin Butler's talking to his wife and it's nice. And then, oh, and now it's this. And, you know. I wonder whose choice. I wonder was Boz like, no, turn it up to 11. You're in a Boz Lerman movie, Tom. Turn it up to an 11. Or did Tom Hanks come in? Yeah, hey guys, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is it. And they were like, oh, he's Tom Hanks. I'm not going to say no. He's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. We can't say no to Tom H- Tommy E. Did you uh, say Tommy E? Tommy He. Oh, Tommy He. I don't know why. That was just what happened. Uh, Baz Luhrmann. Baz. Uh, director extraordinaire. Must uh, do you have do you have thoughts? Must have cocaine in his bloodstream. Oh, must have. Absolutely. 
I'm not saying he does cocaine. I'm just saying he has a, just a supply of cocaine in his bloodstream at all times. Yeah. If top, if the original Top Gun is cocaine, the movie, what is that? Baz Luhrmann is cocaine, the man. <laughs> yeah. What a wild, crazy movie. What a wild, crazy movie. It shot the first, it spins around the first 15 minutes and you feel dizzy. Yeah. I like that. I like it. I liked how the movie stops in an hour and just says, but what was Elvis like? This was, he wasn't a happy man. He was taken advantage of. Yeah. It's. 42 is so young. (laughs) 42 is young. I just, because you've heard about Elvis your entire life. You heard that he was a fat man playing in Vegas and they died on the toilet. You assume that was 70. You 60 even. It was the 50s. People yeah. didn't live that long. 40? 40. Also, Elvis 42. wasn't fat. Elvis wasn't fat. He was a little... He got, he a little got chunky. chunky, but have you seen fat people? Elvis wasn't fat. Yeah. No, Elvis was not fat. Why he was, he was wearing tight clothes, that was up to him, but... That's his choice. He was, he was having a ball. Yeah. Um... Yeah, ba- uh, oh Baz Luhrmann. I don't know. I love Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I think it's great. Uh, I have fond memories of watching Moulin Rouge when I was young. Uh. Uh, I'm not like a huge Moulin Rouge fan. Yeah, it's not like a movie that I keep revisiting or anything. But I remember watching it when I was young, being like, "That was good." And then kind of not thinking about it. But I have watched Romeo and Juliet like three or four times in my life. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I like they like showed it to us in like junior high or something. And I was like, what is this? This is great. This is good. What the fuck? Yeah. Then I watched it again after I went to uh, I went to this theater camp where we studied um, Romeo and Juliet one year. So I watched it uh, like that year after we did it. And I was like, oh, shit. This kicks ass. Yeah. And then I don't know. I've seen it a couple other times. Uh, and like the Great Gatsby is not great, but there's some fun stuff in there. Also, Australia. I haven't seen Australia. I liked Australia. Um, yeah, those are those are the big ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, those are the the big big ones. Those are all the big ones. Um. So yeah, what uh, are you a fan of of this like Baz Luhrmann maximalism? I am thing. I like it. I'm a big fan. Even I don't love Great Gatsby, but I do enjoy his style. I do enjoy his maximalist, crazy approach, spinning cameras, drone shots before drones were a thing. Yeah. I I'm a big fan of that. I think it does distract from the movie, but is that okay. an issue? That's where I'm that's where I'm at. Okay. Do, yes. Yeah. Do, does it distract from the movie? Yes. Is that a problem? Is that a bad thing? Yeah. yeah. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. That's an interesting way to think about it. I hadn't thought about that, Andrew. 
Andrew, you just crap. Ah, Because, yeah, that is kind of the thing, right? Like, there are these flashy, stylish, bombastic moments in this movie. And you're kind of just like, holy shit, like, what's, uh, what am I looking at sometimes? Yeah. But also, like, at least specific, uh, specifically talking about Elvis. Is that not what Elvis would have wanted? Like, is that not the sort of show that Elvis would have put He's on? A showman. When I when I first heard that Baz Luhrmann was directing an Elvis movie, I was like, oh, that's perfect. There is no other director that I think could capture that level of sequins and tassels and capes and perfectly quaffed pompadours. Yeah. And, and like, uh, orchestral rock music like there, no one else could really capture that like Baz Luhrmann uh, can I think ultimately uh, for me at least I don't think it ultimately worked because of the issue mainly because of the issues that I said before it kind of felt like a bit of a scattershot <sighs> and so it kind of at least thinking about it now the style and stuff for me sort of felt like polishing a turd so okay. you can make that shit look shiny, but it's still a piece of shit at the end of the day. You know, you can put a sequin on a turd. You can put a million sequins on it on a pile of shit. It's still a pile of shit. Well, if you put two hundred million dollars on it, would you still take that two hundred million dollars? It's covered in feces, but it's two hundred million dollars. This has nothing to do with the water. movie. This is just a would you rather situation. Oh, I'll put it in the wash. That's fine. <laughs> our money is my money isn't paper like yours is. I can put There's all, some all paper. our money is. In Canadian money, there ain't no paper, baby. What it's are you all talking plastic. about? I've touched it. I've used it. It's it's all plastic. It's completely waterproof. It is plastic. Yeah. So I can just put it in the wash. It's fine. <laughs> Do you guys put money in the wash? Is this like a common? Do you do that? No, I'm just okay. saying. Like, I was just if I ha- if you if you were like, here's two hundred million dollars, but it's covered in shit. I would be like, okay, let me grab some gloves and a plastic bag, and then I'll just run, run it through the washer. Each bill, because you know what? No matter how long it takes, at the end I have two hundred million dollars. So <laughs> it's true. I mean, I wouldn't do each one bill at a time. But like, you could you could get a lot. Like you can get a lot done. Just saying, it's not a it's two hundred million dollars. I'll deal with I'll deal with literal feces for two hundred million dollars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm set for life after that. Set like for, I'm like set for life. Yeah, that's true. You could put like it, it, like uh, I saw this video of people talking about like um, uh, the biggest. Uh, losses on Wall Street bets um, and someone lost like five million dollars uh. uh, and people and the guy that was doing the video who was just like just cash out if you have five million dollars you can put that into like this this specific type of investment thing and you get paid out a hundred thousand dollars a year you're set for life you can live on that on just the interest on your money have you heard about Matt David forever 
Matt Damon in Avatar? Yeah. Is Matt Damon going to be in Avatar too? No. So Jim James Cameron came up to Matt yeah. Damon and said, "Hey, I want you to be Jake Sully." But I know you're a big star, and everyone else in this movie isn't a big star. So I'll give you 10% of the box office of Avatar if you sign on to the movie. And Matt Damon said, no, I have to do Bourne 3, but thanks for the offer. Oh, oh no. Oh, Matty D. <laughs> do you know how much money oh, he would have made? Matty D. He would have made like $300 million. Oh, man. Avatar D. alone, not doing anything else ever 300 million dollars oh no it's funny because he didn't talk about it until like 10 years later then he was like i could talk about it now because it was like a thing that i had to think about it was like a oh Oh, fuck oh god that's so funny that's so funny (laughs) especially because now he's an nft asshole yes exactly hilarious that's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you are you a fan of uh of like maximalism like in general? Is that a thing? I that you're... feel like I am, but for the life of me, this whole podcast I've been trying to think of examples and I can't. Well, I mean, in a sense, you could call I mean, a, a, maybe not completely modern era but like there is a a chunk of time where kanye was definitely a a maximalist oh yeah for sure rapper yeah right oh yeah you just opened my yeah 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 like he's got he's gotten a bit more minimal Mm -hmm. as time has gone on but there's definitely like that chunk that like middle chunk where he's just like everything i have choirs and and strings and all this stuff going on constantly life of pablo yeah yeah that era of kanye is very maximalist what's the one there's one in the middle what is it jesus i think so yeah 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 no i am i like i like when things go big because that's you know especially now that's what we're here for give me Something that yeah. will make me go, oh, having a choir. I mean, like, also, you, it's very easy to say uh, Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman and Justice League are both maximalist films. And Man of Steel is not. <laughs> yeah, Man of Steel is not, but those two specifically definitely are. I think you could also argue that Spider-Man 3 is a maximalist film. There's just so much in that movie. 2019 Cats. 2019 Cats very is a very maximalist sort of movie. Guess, guess. Like I don't, I don't know if any of these are are reaching the Baz Luhrmann levels of maximalism, but like, guess Sam's fully they're, reading they're me on up. air. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I got your fucking number. I got your, <laughs> I got your number. Got your number, bucko. <laughs> um, good lord, it's warm. Um, yeah. Remember these days, uh, sometimes yeah. I miss the I times. Sweating it up in Queens. Yes. I remember the good old times, uh, when I, we could record in sweaters. Yeah. I had, I had a, this is unrelated, um, to anything that uh, podcast related. Uh, I had like a very emotional time 
uh, like two weeks ago, I was talking to someone. We were talking about um, uh, like a, the size of a kitchen. And I was just like, oh, I had the tiniest kitchen when I lived in Queens. Like, wow, like oh, so tiny. And they were just like, well, like, do you have any photos? And I like had to go back and I found a video of like you, Kat and Felix all sitting around the table for D&D. Uh, it was like when I was trying to make a video for my sister. So it's like all of you like saying hi to my sister and like saying happy birthday. And, you know, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Memories, Lord in the moonlight. Yeah, yeah, good old days. The good old days. Truly, 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 the good. Truly, the good old days. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but are would you call yourself like a back on topic? Uh, would you Welcome are you back. like a big fan of of yeah uh, are you a big fan of um other Baz Luhrmann stuff or I'm a big Moulin Rouge fan uh, I haven't yeah, seen the tracks. stage show because I just don't want money. to money and yeah. also even if I did have the money I'd rather see other things oh I'll tell you this I've been telling everyone else will shame me because I I'd rather I'd rather tell you than some weird way you'll find out because I know that's how it works I got uh-huh. talked into it. I, too many people have told me it's good. I'm going to see the MJ musical. Of course you are. Yeah, I'm sorry. Someone it's said, well, his, musically is, his music is inherently theatrical. And then that's just been in my brain. I was just like, oh. <laughs> it is It is inherently theatrical, isn't it? it is, damn, it is. Uh, and they won the, the they won the Tony in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, I get, look. I I get it. I understand how you how someone saying that to you, Andrew Thomas, and you go, "Well, now I have to see it." Uh, I, I didn't want to. I wanted to stay on the other side, but someone said that. Yeah. I said, "But they write though, aren't they?" I'm. I was never a huge MJ fan, but like some of his some of those songs, just they do hit. Just kick so much ass. Like, they're just so good. Bad, bad hits. Bad, so good. Thriller. I, Man White. in the Mirror is st- is always the one that gets me. I don't know what it is about Man in the Mirror, but Man in the Mirror just like, ooh. So obviously, obviously, there are so many artists in that were before Elvis. But since we're talking about Elvis, and I, it's important to say white culture white pop yes. culture so there's elvis yes. then the beatles beatles yeah. rolling stones yeah the british michael, invasion. michael jackson who's yeah. after michael jackson do we get to like britney spears do we get to i like think Whitney yeah that... is Whitney houston big enough or are we in black culture now i don't think i don't think Whitney Houston is big enough in white culture. Because, yeah, it's definitely like Elvis, the Beatles, slash Rolling Stones, into Michael Jackson, into... When did Michael Jackson kind of stop doing music? Because I would argue today, if it's anyone today, it's Beyonce. Yeah, for sure. To to find the string from Elvis to... 
to Beyonce is my thing. Yeah. Um, the string from Elvis to Beyonce in white culture. Because because I'm like you because you could throw in like like Whitney Houston. I don't think throw in... Houston, I don't think it's Whitney Houston. I think because uh, like Michael Jackson was huge forever. Yeah, I think immediately following Michael Jackson, you might end up in yeah, like the the Britney Spears world. Yeah. I don't know if it is Britney Spears. Or is she too teen? She was a teenager at this point. Yeah. There, like, no offense to Britney Spears. She's a great artist, but, like, there was there was a team there. There were a team for all these yeah. people, but... There's a team for all these people, but, yeah. Like, Michael Jackson performed these songs. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is a difference. Um I don't know. It's it. That's that's a hard era. I think I think there. I think after Michael Jackson, I think we kind of hit this like spread of a bunch of stuff all happening at once. Like you know, you get like Eminem, you get Britney Spears, Nirvana. Somewhere that's also there. you. Yeah, that's when also Nirvana gets big. That's like that's like when like Green Day and Blink One Eight Two also get really big and kind of take over. There was that time in like the early two thousands where it was like you couldn't go anywhere without hearing green day or blink when they yeah or eminem or nirvana or emma or or britney spears there was kind of this like scattering of like all these different things almost vying for the future of pop to then i think that's when it leaves that kind of big scatter shot and it turns into like i think you move into like lady gaga Rihanna and Beyonce. Yeah. Kind of after after all that. Legacy's weird. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's very strange. I watched this thing. Nah, I'll say it on the podcast. I don't there's a part of fame just terrifies me. It just like is like, oh my god, that's so scary. Who knows if it's gonna happen? And this is a part of the thing. Um, I was I don't watching. No, man, this... you got that. You got a gig in a couple weeks. Do you have a gig? There was a round table. It was Samuel Jackson, uh, Michael Keaton, Brian Cox. I wish I knew his name. The guy from Winning Time, the Lakers show, who played Magic Johnson. Lakers. I want to say. What? The Winning fuck? Time. We talked about it. Bo Burnham's in it. He plays Larry Bird. The and John oh, C. He's Riley. Not in it any- uh, Bo Burnham's not Larry Bird anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, John yeah. C. Riley, that show. Winning time. I'm pretty sure it's winning time. The rise of the Lakers dynasty. Oh, did this come out already? Yeah. Uh, he played Ma- Magic Johnson. Yes. Quincy Isaiah. Quincy Isaiah. Oscar Isaac. And one more person. One more young guy. And uh, the moderator was talking about fame. And Oscar Isaac was talking about fame. And the other young guy. And Quincy was talking about fame. And then Samuel Jackson was like, it all changed me after the internet. I remember Die Hard 3 was out. Like, I was famous. I I was in Pulp Fiction. Like, people knew me. 
and yeah, I'll admit it. I was one of those people who would light up a cigarette at a light, at a, you know, at a stop sign, lean on it, and hope someone would recognize me. But you can't do that now. And then Brian Cox was like, imagine me. I've been in movies. I have thrived in acting for years. I just became famous because of Succession. <laughs> now, it's now I can't enjoy a meal. Just now. Um, I really want to watch Succession. It looks so good. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just the way things head off for different people. Yeah. In some ways. and Because, you know, it is it is kind of just a bad thing that people shouldn't have to go through. If, Elvis, if people were like, yeah, Elvis, you're great at music. All right. See you later. See you when you drop the next album. And did it make yeah. him into this god? Yeah. Maybe Elvis would still be here. Probably not. Drugs are real. He was rich. <laughs> but, like, the the there is, like, uh, you could argue then there's not that same sort of pressure on him. So maybe the drugs wouldn't have taken such yeah. a toll. Yeah. On his body, he wouldn't have felt the need for it in the same way. Like, who knows? Addiction is very weird and complicated for every of individual course. person. But there's a chance that, like, you know, there's a very real chance that he doesn't push himself to the, those levels where he's where they're being like, oh, we're going to do 14 shows in 14 days. You're going to go. You're going to fly to a place. We're going to give you a bunch of drugs on the plane so that you can put on a show at night and then get on a plane. And we're going to give you a bunch of drugs so that you can sleep so that you can rest, so you can do another show the next night, and you do that for two weeks straight, like, that's a lot. And, like, obviously, the Colonel Parker, whatever, like, took it, was taking advantage of him and was abusing Elvis in a lot of ways, but, like, there's a chance that if Elvis had not thought of himself as this sort of god among men of music... He wouldn't then maybe that wouldn't have happened. It's weird, right? It's it's weird. This this thing we call show. Yeah. Would would I mean you can say that about so many people. It, like yes. would Yeah. Would Michael Jackson have done so much stuff that he did if it if he was not called the king of music? The king of pop. You know? Uh, but, like, also, you could be a waiter. I was at a Pride Parade. Happy Pride, everyone. Uh, Happy I, Pride. I was everyone. at a Pride Parade, and the Playbill uh, float came by. And they were playing yeah. a, a, you know, a sick beat version of Seasons of Love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the West Village, imagine, so close to the Moon Dance Diner, imagine running to a waiter and saying, hey, imagine. You're going to write something that's so big, 30 years from now, there's going to be a big gay parade. There's going to be a dubstep version of that song. That's yeah. how big. But you're going to die the night before it happens. You're going to die the yeah. night before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Legacy. It's, it's really wild. I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. It's it's the world is weird and it's a mess. We hate the Supreme and, Court. Uh, and yeah, fuck the Supreme Court. Holy shit. Uh, I'm so sorry to everyone 
with a uterus in America who has less rights now than they did a couple days ago. Uh, that's truly horrible. It put it. I. It was really, really bad. Uh, that was a bad day. It was uh, a very bad day. That's a very bad day. Uh, so sometimes at the end of this podcast, I still have one more thing that I want to talk about before we fully wrap of up. Course. A quick little story. Uh, but normally at the end of this podcast, we like ask you to like follow us and support us on social media, but don't do that. Please uh, find, there are so many abortion funds set up in, in every city in America. Um, find your local one and please donate money to them because they need it now more than ever. Uh, and yeah, just find, just find abortion funds. They're, they're all over the place. They, they help out people who need, who need medical care. Um, and people who just don't want to have a fucking baby all over the place. So please give them money. Um, one last final quick story before. Oh, please. We I got to see this movie with my grandma. Oh, uh, and it was really cool because she told me when I asked her if she wanted to go see it, she was like, oh, yeah, I was I really wanted to go see it because I remember when I first heard Elvis on the radio. Oof. She was like 16. Oof. And she just and she's like, yeah, I remember just hearing him on the radio and falling in love and just being like, oh, this dude is this is like nothing I've ever heard before. This is crazy. Like, I love like this is great. And he's white. <laughs> um. But it, it, well, she said it, it didn't really come to Canada until like the 60s. Like, it came, like she heard it in, in 1960, she said. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of after a lot of the like Elvis, the pelvis jail time stuff. Yes. That kind of happened that it finally got, got here. Um, but I just thought it was very interesting. Like, I, I talked to her a little bit about it afterwards, just hearing her thoughts on, on, you know, I was like, oh, do you remember all this stuff? And she's like, not really. But like, it was just like this, this one moment she could really remember of like the first time she heard Elvis and her parents like being upset and being like, what is this? That's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I thought, I just thought it was a, it was a cool moment to like watch this movie. And I saw her like bobbing her head to some of the songs during the movie and stuff. And I was just like, Oh, this is nice. There was like two ladies who like, who saw me in the hallway after the movie. And they were like, wasn't that fantastic? And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. You You have letterbox. Don't look at my review. Yeah. Don't look at my, no, you don't even know what letterbox is. That's fine. That's good. Don't stay off. That's fine. Uh, good movie. Sam thinks are bad. Bad movies Andrew thinks are good. Uh, do you have anything else before we finally, finally wrap up? Um, yeah, I love. I don't know. I might be an Elvis guy. That was that was some good music. It's good Sad music. story. Sad story. Um, I don't know. Always kids, kids. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Always have a lawyer. Always make sure you have someone representing you. Always. Doesn't matter how what level it's on. Doesn't matter. Just please. Get a lawyer. You're not Get just willy-nilly put your signature on anything. 
And if, I don't know, if anyone just maybe might be protesting or, or doing anything, make sure that you turn off your touch ID and your face ID on your phone, write down any important contact information on your arm. Why uh, turn off your face clothing. ID? Oh, if it's, uh, uh, because it's easier for a cop to get you to unlock your phone. Uh, if your face ID, if your touch ID is on, on, on your phone. Just if anything might happen, if you're just out and about, you know, doing whatever at any sort of protest oh. that might be happening. Uh, wear nondescript clothing that's a solid color. Cover up any tattoos. Uh, make sure you have water available. Um, wear comfortable shoes. Um, gloves are good to have. Uh you know, make sure you tell multiple people where you're going and when you're going to be there and when you're going to be back. Uh, just to, just, you know, just to make sure, just to really check. <laughs> Maybe turn off your phone. That's also a good idea uh, while you're there or turn it on to airplane mode uh, so that it can't track your location. Also smart. Um, protective eyewear <laughs> is good. How... Have there been any protests in Canada? Uh, not that I've heard of. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was going to be one. Not that we can really do much. Yeah, that's my. That was my for thing. A, I was a like, "Is country. there?" No, I mean everyone here is just kind of upset about it. Yeah, like, this fucking sucks so hard. Like it's so bad. Really going back. Yeah. That John Corden, a representative for me, <laughs> said, uh, let's do Brown versus the education, or Brown v. education. That Supreme Court case. Let black kids go to school. Let's overturn that next. Dun, dun, dun. So they're really out here. They're really out here, just, just destroying the world. And I... I'm sitting here making a podcast. Well, make sure you uh, like and, and, and subscribe. Uh, you can find us my at all the podcasts. Is, <laughs> no, my name is Sam Vanigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Thanks so much for listening. Um, you can follow us at Welcome Back Pod uh, if you want to support the show. But if you are really thinking about supporting the show, please support an abortion fund. Uh, either locally or in one of the states that is heavily affected uh, by this horrible, Texas. horrible Supreme <laughs> Court decision. Florida, Texas, Arkansas, so many so many places. There's lists out there that you can find very easily accessible um, to the places that need the most help right now. Um, please support them. Continue supporting all other uh, uh, protests that are that are happening for, for the leftists' ideals. Um, support Ukraine. They just got another bombing uh, happened just the other day. Continue supporting them if you can. There's a lot of shit going on in the world. Uh, I feel weird sitting here making a podcast, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll just go listen to Bo Burnham's uh, comedy again. <laughs> just that one song. Just on loop all weekend. That's not a joke. What song? Comedy. Ah. Uh... Thank you